Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news, along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, folks, and welcome back to Police Pod Talk. And again, I always hope that you had a wonderful weekend because I always do. And I I feel bad for those people who have to work on the weekends. Folks, we today here on Police Pod Talk, we are thrilled to have with us a guest and a individual who I consider to be a very brave and strong person for agreeing to come onto the show, agreeing to tell her story about how she became a victim of a scam. Today we've got on the other line, and again with the social distancing, we've got uh, Barbara on the other line. Barbara, can you hear us? Yes, I can. All right, coming in loud and clear. And again, I, I consider you to be a very brave person to tell Thank this you. story, who <laughs> want to tell this story. And I know right now a lot of people out there probably saying to themselves or to even each other saying, oh, that would never happen to me, or I'm too smart for that. But before you pass judgment, let's hear what Barbara has to say. Let's hear her story as she unfolds this entire thing for you. And maybe by the time you're done, you may say to yourself, boy, I thought I was smart. <laughs> I thought I was an a intelligent person. But Barbara, again, thank you for being with us and good morning to you. And good morning to you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, folks, it's funny. Our, our paths crossed in a, in a weird way, but I'm, I'm kind of glad they did cross the way they did. But uh, we've got Barbara on the phone. Barbara, I want to ask you, um, where did you grow up at? I mean, were you from Fort Wayne? Where'd you come from? No, I'm from a farm in Northwest Ohio. So from a little town called um, Napoleon, if you've heard of it, yes. it's somewhere be- um, between Defiance and Bowling Green. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, big family, small family? Um, I, there, there were four kids and I was the youngest of four. We were a very tight, we, we still are a very tight family. Mm-hmm. And since we were on a farm, we, we all, we all worked together and then we all played together. Yeah, so maybe that's where some of this strength is coming from. I mean, you had to <laughs> work. You, yeah. You had to work yeah. on the farm. <laughs> I can tell that. Yeah. So, I mean, tell me about your schooling, uh, going through high school, uh, uh college. Give me some of that. Yeah, um, I went to college, and and I um I went to to Ohio University, mm-hmm. and I got a degree in journalism with a minor in in philosophy and and political science. Wow! Then I went on to work at a newspaper. I worked on the east side of Cleveland for a while, hmm. and then I came to Fort Wayne. Hmm. And I, I uh, um, was a reporter and a features editor, and then I became like section editors here, here and there right. in the newspaper. Right. And then I jumped over to the corporate world. Wow. And I worked at um, Lincoln National Corporation, where mm-hmm. I was head of their customer publications, and I was also the editor of a national actually um i'm an international research journal um and that was um probably my main job for many years and Mm -hmm. then we were bought by swiss re right and i kind of branched out into other aspects of marketing and communications i I became an assistant vice president 
and they wanted me to move to um to um New York City since that that was their North America base. Right. I did not want to move at that time. I stayed in Fort Wayne, and then mm. I worked for I was the head of communications and mark and uh, marketing for a multi-state um, agency that served that that served people with disabilities. Wow! And I retired from there five or six years ago. <laughs> okay. But that's pretty busy. I mean, that that's somebody that's been pretty busy. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I've been pushing a lot of words around, is what I've been doing. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you back. Uh, you said you were working at the newspaper, right? Yes. So, were you, and you were a news editor or a news reporter? What what were you again? I, I was a news reporter, and then I was a features writer, and then I was assistant features editor. And then I was assistant. I, I was assistant metro editor. So hmm. I I kind of went into the editor jobs before I left. Okay. So I was some of both. Oh, that, okay. So while you were doing that, and and, and uh, I need you to think back because I, yeah. I never ask you how long ago that was. Because <laughs> thank no, you. Okay. Well, while you were doing that, did you ever come across stories that you're seeing now? So many people being scammed in so many different ways. No, but I think that. Um, um, the digital age certainly helped to bring it in. I don't know a lot about scamming except what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And and then I've read stories here and there. I certainly had heard quite a few stories about the elderly being scammed right. by people who wanted to roof their house or right. make fixes in their house. So I heard of those. Okay, so you had a little bit of knowledge. And at that yeah. time, did you ever think to yourself, like I read earlier, did you ever say, well, that will never happen to me? Oh, I always thought that of, you know, (laughs) my gosh, those people are stupid or gosh, get a life here. Right, right. right. Yeah. Now, I'm going to move forward here now. And you've been doing a lot of things and you're involved in a lot of things. Are you still as active? I mean, what drives you now? What passion do you have now? I'm I'm very active in the Rotary Club of Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. I'm a former president. Um, I'm also on the Philharmonic Board. Hmm. I'm very active in my church. I was former head of church council. Blah blah blah. So <laughs> so I've done quite a bit. It, it sounds like it. It, yeah. it. That was more than I even realized for the first time oh. I talked to you. <laughs> my goodness. So now, uh, did you have family? Your kids have grown, or things like that, or or not? I have a stepson who okay. is 30 and is very successful in Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. and my husband and I are both both retired and. Uh, until the virus hit, we enjoyed traveling. Right. Um, right. But um, we're having a very wonderful life, to good, be honest. Good, good. So. That's excellent. Now, I'm going to take you back to that day prior mm-hmm. to meeting me. Let's go ahead and tell that story, and I'm going to let you talk. And I may you know, throw something in every once in a while, but I, I mean, a lot of our listeners out there want to know what happened to someone like you. If it can sure. happen to you, what happened? Yeah, well, it it was the it, it was on a Saturday afternoon in the fall last September. I was watching Ohio State, and they were not uh, playing well, so I was in a bad mood. But then my <laughs> phone rang, and it was a call that had tried to call me two or three times that day, but I hadn't right. taken it because I generally don't take calls if if I, I don't know the number. And then I right. thought, oh, you know, I'll just take it. Well, it was somebody who told me he he was from um, um, Apple Support, 
and that I was in grave danger of being hacked. Okay. He even told me his name was Alexander Troud, and I was very skeptical at first, and he said, ma'am, check my phone number, go on the website, and he directed me to the Apple website, and mm-hmm. his phone number matched that of their phone number okay and then some and so i started to believe him and he talked very fast very urgently and he said that i was in danger of being hacked and he also said and he just was um now in hindsight this sounds just really really ridiculous but he said that my app that that my ip address was um i'm not secure that spy eye was um, um, detected, which is very bad. My banking was not secure. And then he said that there was like a banking bad limit of $23,900. In other words, this is something as to what the hackers um, said that they had had identified to steal and they were going to get it from my um my um accounts if i made it any kind of mistake as i was on the computer okay within five or ten minutes he probably had me terrorized okay somehow he got into my computer and um one of the computer guys that checked my computer later said that it was probably through some kind of Cisco group meeting system. Mm-hmm. And that Swiss Re had used that a lot. And so since I, I was on teleconference a lot, maybe he had come, he had hacked that system, okay. but but they weren't sure. Right. Um, and he said that he was calling uh, um, from Apple headquarters. So um, then... Um, he said he kept telling me he was here to solve my problem, that I really needed help, and it was really bad. He kept saying that. He talked very fast. We had been on on the phone for nearly an hour when he showed me um, um, a list of about 20 international names of people who were inside my, my computer now and ready to hack. Wow. And, you know, looking back, you say, how dumb is that to say, okay, here's a list of 23 or 20 some people. And you, and, but at the time, it just kept really fortifying what he was saying. Right, right. And um, in hindsight, this makes no sense. But at the time, I can tell you, I was absolutely terrorized. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway. During the course of of the event, he said um, that I needed to uh, um, establish a Coinbase, that I had to establish a Coinbase account because that would help to keep my money safe. So I did that. He also said, and um, he also said that he he needed to secure my banking accounts. So I had two, one is family, one one is personal, just mine. So we went in, he was on my computer, 
I went into my banking accounts. He said I needed to reset my password to make them stronger. So he was on my banking accounts right with me as I was resetting my password. Um, In order to set up the Coinbase account, he said that he he needed my driver's license. So I held it up in front of the camera of, of my computer, and he kept saying that, he couldn't get a clear enough picture of it. So I said, because I was terrorized and I wanted to help solve the problem, mm-hmm. I said, why don't I take one with my with, with my phone? It's a real good camera. <laughs> so, so I took a photo of the front and the back of my driver's license and then he and then I sent it to him and he said, oh, these are great. So I was just helping him very mm-hmm. nicely. Right. Um, And then at one point he said that, and he kept saying how important it was for Coinbase to be able to help me. Um, And I, even though I have written down just a lot of the details of what happened, Mm -hmm. because I wanted to keep this journal because afterwards I just want to be able to tell people to make sure this didn't happen to somebody else and I was just so darn mad about it right right. Um, so he kept saying um, it isn't helping it isn't helping and then he said get in your car my husband was with me at this time and he said I I want to go with Barb and Alexander, I'm sure that's not his name, but that's what he told me his name was, so I'll use it. Right. Um, he said, um, no, Tom has to stay here and, and monitor m- my computer screen to make sure that the hackers aren't doing anything bad. Well, we couldn't see that on the screen anyways if they did. Right. But it kept Tom here. Um, and... Oh, and also when he was talking to me, I was probably talking to him for two or three hours before I got into my car because he called me around 3.30. And I probably didn't get into my car around 6.30 or 7. So it had been a long time because I kept saying, are you sure, are you sure? So I had a little red flag, but by the time I got into my car, there were no red flags. I was just saying my most common thing that I said back to him was, what should I do next? Now what? So he had me just in his clutches and just the brainwashing was going on heavily. While we were talking, uh, while he was explaining to me the importance of Coinbase, which was bogus in Mm -hmm. hindsight, He also was talking to me how secure money was if you went through gift cards. And he gave me a little um, lecture on the safety of gift cards to move money. Um, Also, he told me never to hang up because he said that the hackers could track my phone's GPS but not his, and it was only safe for him to call me. Really? That doesn't make any sense now, right. none, but I just said, okay, okay, I won't hang up, I won't hang up. Right. So he got, so, so I went into my card. He said, we need to get gift cards because we need to buy down this 
that they are poised to take from your accounts. And I said, okay, okay, what kind, what kind? Um, and he said, we need to only have GameStop or Target cards because they are the cards that they will accept. So obviously the hackers, this is um, um, Alexander, the scammer rather. Right. They had some kind of, they used them in some way that they were specific cards that they needed. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I... And, and he told me to only buy them uh, um, an increments of $500 or, or $1,000. Well, I lost that part of the 500 or 1000 I went to Kroger and I got 80 $25 gift cards to GameStop. There was a very, very patient woman behind me in line as I was checking out the 20 cards or the 80 cards. And... And the woman said, what are you using these for? And I said, oh, uh, my grandson's going to, because I have grandsons from um, a former marriage. And I said, oh, he's going to have a party and these are gifts. You know, I was already making up my own story so that I could continue to buy the cards. Wow. It it was like I was making sure I got the cards. Well, then... When I was walking outside, my phone is on this whole time, um, and um, I was keeping my phone charged through my car so that it wouldn't lose its power. Right. Um, so then when I told Alexander that I had $25 gift cards, he goes, oh, no, 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 you have to buy 500 This won't work. Well, in hindsight, it's because he didn't want me to read 80 gift cards to him. Um, because that would not have been efficient and that isn't how they work. So he said, I told you to buy them in 500 or or a thousand dollar increments. He said, there are cards with no money on them and you tell the cashier how much money you want to put on the card. So I went to target and I got gift cards. And so I got, um, um, some gift cards there. And then I went into my car and i read off the back numbers of the gift card and then i scraped off the pin number because they needed that too um so i read him four gift cards of five hundred dollars from my car and then he and so it took a while to scrape them off and he was so helpful to help to teach me over the phone how to best scrape off the pin numbers. Yeah, I'm sure he that was. was nice. I <laughs> yeah. bet he was. <laughs> yeah. So um, and he so so I use coins and and they did work better than my nails. Mm-hmm. And so then I went and and he said, "Oh, this is good. This is good because we're starting to buy it down and we're holding back the hackers. We're starting to buy it down. None of this makes any sense." None of this. Mm-hmm. At the time, I said, oh, good, oh, good, oh, good. Now what? Now what? What's next? And then, so he said, we need more. So I went to Walmart, and I got some there. And the cashier there said, ma'am, what are you using these for? And I said, oh, I'm buying gifts. And she said, there's some hacking going on using gift cards. And she told me this right to my face. And I said, this is fine. 
So I had someone tell me mm-hmm. I should not do this. Yeah. There is hacking going on, and they use or not hacking. Pardon me, scamming right, right. going on, and they use gift cards to do it. And I was so terrified that I blew her off, and I got four more five hundred dollar gift cards. Wow! And I went to my car. And I read him the gift card numbers, and mm-hmm. and I was getting very good at um, scraping off the <laughs> scraping off the covering of the pin. So I well, read well, those two. You had two. a little bit of practice then. <laughs> well, yeah. And by this time, it was nine thirty or so, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh, this is great. This is great. We're really backing him off." And he said, "We just need some more." So then I went to Myers, which is um, um, another strip mall. Um, It's uh, um, 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 another local big big box store, and I went to Myers. Luckily, because I had I had had to use different charge cards. Right. My charge cards no longer accepted it because they, thank goodness, the charge cards have this monitoring where they realized that something bad was going on because my buying habit was not to buy $500 GameStop gift cards. Right. So they had stopped my car. They, they um, refused the sale. That was wonderful. So I told him, I, I went back to my car and I said, I can't buy anymore because um, my charge card companies have, have refused the sale. Right. And Alexander said, um, oh, well, you can go online. Let, let me help you do that Be- because we need more. And by this time, I was exhausted. It was about 10 o'clock. The stores were closing. And I got in my car, and he's saying that, you know, we could go online, and we can buy some online, and we can bypass my gift card by using just my banking number. Wow. And I was exhausted. I didn't tell him that I was driving home. Mm-hmm. So I drove home and I said, Ugh. And, and I said that I was at home and Tom was there. I have the most wonderful husband in the world. Oh, and also during this time with, um, I'm going around, go, excuse me, going around to buy the gift cards. I was worried about my husband. Right. And I said, I need to call Tom. He's so worried. I need to call him. He goes, I'll call him. Don't worry. So he called Tom and just told him she's fine. And Tom um, read him the riot act and and said that he was a dirty, rotten scoundrel. And he said, no, no, I'm helping her. I'm helping her. I'm helping you. Um, But at least he did call Tom to say I was okay. And Tom was very worried about me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so that I got home, and um, he was he being um, um, he he being um, um, Alexander was very distraught that I had gone home hmm. um, because I now I had made some decision that wasn't his. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And I I I had not said what next and then run to do it. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Barbie, you should not have got home. We, we, uh, um, we, we are not done yet." And then um, I said, "I have to stop. I just have to stop." He goes, "Okay, then let's start again tomorrow morning because we're doing very good things to back off the hackers. We just need to do a few more things." Right. 
And I said, okay. And then he goes, but what you have to do, and this, <laughs> this is just so ridiculous in hindsight that it's almost like a sitcom comedy. Yeah. But um, he said, you have to burn the gift cards um, because there's GPS tracking in them and they can't know where they are. So I said, okay. So I tried to burn them on a tin. So so I got out like a pie tin or some kind of tin. And I tried to burn them in my driveway. Well, hard plastic burns hard. So I didn't burn them well, but I did kind of scorch them. And I said, I can't burn them. I said, I've scorched them. He goes, okay, just put them in a dumpster somewhere. So I did that. I, I went to a local um, shopping or the near strip mall and I threw them in a garbage can. Then I came home and I said, I, I'm done. He goes, when, when's a good time to call? I said, nine o'clock, fine. And I was still pretty much in his grasp. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, um, and then after I hung up, Tom said, tell me what happened. And Tom said, this guy, he said, tell me again. And when I started to recount what happened, it all made perfect sense that nothing was helping me i'd been scammed um and i was i was so exhausted i can't tell you how tired i i was i was so exhausted but i also just kept talking and uh, i said oh my gosh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and tom was saying it's all right we have to stop your charge cards we have to stop your bank accounts so i did some of that that night and we talked for several hours um and i don't think i slept any that night and then i got and then but before i did go to bed i said i have to make a police report there you go and my and my shame and my embarrassment and my worry i mean there was worry shame embarrassment was starting to turn to anger Mm-hmm. And I realized I had to get mad because I getting angry got me focused. Right. And if I was ashamed, I was only going to spin in shame and in the, the embarrassment of it. But if I got angry, I could do things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said, I, uh, I need to stay focused and I need to stay angry. And Tom kept telling me, Barb, don't be mad at yourself. We've heard of scams that happen. We've perp- we've heard of people who have lost their entire life's work and savings. Right. Do not, do not. And he was very comforting, but he also said we need to do things. And then, and and that's when I got the idea to say I've got to make a police report. So I got up at seven and I went down to the uh, police station and and I made a report. And they were very helpful in having in having me tell my story and also get it down very succinctly. Um, so there, so so there was that. And and then the woman said, "You will need a copy of this report because you might be telling others about this." She was. I can't tell you how helpful she was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, "Oh, okay." And I didn't realize how much I would need that. And then. Um, So I was out of there about 8.45 or so, and I was starting to just call charge cards and call banks and things like that. And my phone was, I I could tell that I was getting phone calls around 9 o'clock, and I I wasn't answering it, and it was obviously um, um, 
Alexander trying to call me back. Mm-hmm. And he then called our home phone, and Tom talked to him. And Tom said that I was making a, a police report. And she goes, and he said, oh, bad idea, bad idea. No, I just need to help her. How, how can I get a hold of her? Right. <laughs> and then he finally did get a hold of me, and I just told him that I had made that report and I had closed on all my bank accounts and all my charge cards and that he was a scumbag and I was blocking his call. <laughs> so I hung up on him and I blocked his call. Um, and then I went to church <laughs> because it was very important for me to just go to church and feel the comfort of my faith right. and my church community around me. And I went to church and I just told one or two close friends there But in telling them, I realized that in telling people, it was very hard to tell people, but that it kept my anger focused. And they also said, oh, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. And that also gave me a little bit of help. And so then I told my story on Facebook, not quite this long, but I just said, I'm telling this so that you don't get caught in this. Um, And then I was going to tell it at some type of little um, stage we have in town where people just tell their personal stories, but that isn't working right now, but I'm still on the docket to do it. Okay. But I'm just trying to tell my story. Wow. So that's all I got. <laughs> well, again, that is, this is why I say you're, to me, you're, you're very brave to have done this because there are a lot of people who this has happened to and they refuse to talk about it. They still see themselves as a victim. And if they don't share it, they can't help anyone. And I mean, for you to do this, this is this is a really good story. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, I can't believe one one thing that I kept telling my husband that night was, I feel like I'm watching a bad movie, or no, I'm feeling like I'm watching a nightmare, and I'm the star. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And at, at no time did you change the script. You stayed right in the script to be in that nightmare. I mean, man. Yeah. Now looking back, and uh, this was the part that was really amazing to me. And you said, well, I had to go to church. I mean, so that tells me when these two people were in your life, you had the one lady in line ask you, why are you buying all those GameStop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you had another person, the cashier, tell you what was going on. Yeah. And you blew them both off. Yeah. Do you not think, and I know you believe they were sent to you for that reason, to give you a chance to stop. To give you a oh, chance. Yeah. I mean, that yep. that is unreal to have yep. that happen. And it's needed to look back now. The one thing that um, I've learned, and you hit the nail on the head, that you were in fear. You felt mm-hmm. terrorized. Yes. This person was a fast talker. And they were keeping oh, yeah. you at a high level, a high level of fear the entire time. <laughs> True. And I mean, you, yeah, you clearly said that I've read a lot about these scams. And these, these guys are good. Guys he, and and Tom even said he was very good because mm-hmm. um, Tom was worried. And then he said, no, 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 I'm not worried. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Yeah. And for you to, I mean, you look back at it now, you actually got in your car and drove to these places and oh, yeah. did these things while holding a phone in your hand. 
Well, actually, I, I had it on speaker and it went through my car. Right. But I mean, even yeah, right. be doing oh, that yeah. and you look back yeah. and you go, what, what yep. was I doing? <laughs> you know? Yes. Oh, yeah. And, wait I mean, it, I can't believe that it was me. Yeah. Yeah. Here, yeah. Here's one. Did any of your neighbors see you in your driveway trying to burn cards? <laughs> Well, it was dark, and if they okay. did, they probably thought that I was into something pretty bad. So. <laughs> Which you were. You were into something bad, and you look back and you think to yourself, here I am burning something in my driveway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just gets it's, it gets to the point where it's silly, yeah. but it's tragic silly. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I when you start getting emotions involved, in, and you know just as well, when your emotions are that high that at that heightened level right you're doing things that you normally would not do right um what i was telling um when when tom and i were going to to the grocery store this was after we had gone to all the banks because we got up uh, on monday morning and tom had got some some identity theft insurance which i hadn't realized but we could add it to our house policy so Mm -hmm. he added it and we the so our first stop was to our insurance agent and we went there and she talked us through what we had to do and we had already done a lot of it she said you are just doing everything you have Mm -hmm. to do Mm -hmm. so we went to her first the insurance agent and um she called up i forget the name of it but it was some kind of national fraud alert that's what right. it was they right. activated a national fraud alert mm-hmm. so that if there was anything um, nefarious happening to any of my accounts they they would be able to spot it right and then went and and then we went to um up we we went to to the two banks involved, mm-hmm. and um, I had already stopped my credit cards. Good, um, and and the bankers could not have been nicer, um, because they 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 always said something like, "Usually it's nice and very trusting people." Well, what a nice way to say naive, <laughs> but um, <laughs> they were everybody was very kind, good, and good. and by this time I was pretty much able to tell my stories without tears Mm -hmm. and i didn't have too many tears because i anytime that i started to think that i might have some Mm -hmm. i said um just buck up and get mad (laughs) (laughs) well if that works if that works for you it works (laughs) i I gotta i gotta tell you my hat goes off to your husband i mean uh oh yeah him to be thinking quick enough and uh doing things i know probably some of the listeners saying well why didn't he get in there sooner i think he got in at the right time when he was supposed to yeah Uh, because there were signs along the way and you said it yourself that there were little red flags but There were no flags by the time you got into the car because you were fully in his his grasp. Absolutely. Then. Yeah. Yep. Oh my goodness, yes. that, that is such an unreal story. Hey, question in my mind, I'm looking at my notes here. You said you bought eighty uh, GameStop cards. Yes. I wonder, did they get those cards, or did you recoup that money? I recoup two two thirds of it because my stepson found this online site that buys back cards at a a, um 60 percent um um 65 percent so i recoup two-thirds of it okay and by having the insurance the fraud insurance did that help play in this at all 
Um, we got three or four hundred dollars because, and the only reason we got that is because Coinbase was involved. Um, and I also then called Coinbase. I called their customer service, mm-hmm. um, and um, they said there had been no no um, um activity yet. But but they also couldn't get into my bank because of things. So okay. So I'm sure you did a whole lot of changing of accounts and uh, oh yeah, you know protection on your oh, and then also um, I I had credit freezes put on through all the through all the three major credit freeze companies. Okay, and you're feeling comfortable about all of that right now. I'm feeling as comfortable as I think anybody can feel. Right, right. Um, I feel certainly more more knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, and I feel more um, diligent and mm-hmm. more suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably fe- feel more comfortable than I felt like the week after. It probably took at least a week to not wake up each morning and say, I can't believe this happened to me and it, our, our bank account safe. Right, right. And then it started to subside after a week. And I was able to have a, um, a normal life after that. Like I did my normal things. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it was heavy on my mind and my heart for over a week. And then when bad things didn't happen, when I started to get the new charge cards, when this, when that, when the and especially having the national fraud alert and the credit freeze happen, those two things gave me comfort because I knew that there were checks in place to right. protect me. Right, right. Yeah. My, my, my. That, <laughs> you you may as well make this into a movie. I mean, this, this is good. <laughs> or write a book or something. Again, uh, with by the way you're sharing this, and I know there's going to be listeners out there that are saying to themselves, well, that happened to me, and I never yeah. told anyone. And I know yeah. they're out there because the people are losing billions, billions of dollars a year to scammers. And for, for yeah. this to happen to you, for someone mm-hmm. who you don't see, a lot of it is actually family members that are scamming their their family, like their their grandparents or their parents. Mm-hmm. This is a small percentage of the ones where they're overseas or in a whole different country or whatever that happened. But when it happens, I'm telling you, these guys and what I've seen, they're good. They're good at getting yes, you. They are. They're good at getting you scared. They're good at getting your your emotions all wrapped up and crazy. And you find yourself driving to stores, buying things you wouldn't buy, and gift cards, knowing nothing about them. I didn't know anything about what was it called Coinbase or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Coinbase is is a digital company mm-hmm. that makes money, and they try to establish their own currency. And so it was a new place to handle currency okay um and so so it's um um legitimate and i think it was it it's it's even on the new york stock or it's some stock it's it's um um probably on on the um um, nasdaq stock exchange right so it's it's a major company that is trying to establish um a digital base currency i got you i got you so since this has happened and you filed a police report and they've yes. been made aware of it. Oh, 
Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Don't don't let me stop. Oh, you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. The um, I I also got a new driver's license, and to get the driver's license, I, I it it helped a lot to show them my my police report mm-hmm. because it really legitimized my claim yeah. because they don't just give you a new driver's license because you ask for it. Right. So right. I had to show that I would that my driver's license had had been compromised right. in some way. Right. And then also at, at the insurance agent, um, I showed her the report and and she said it was very helpful at the bank i showed the report i mean right. it, it was one of the first things they asked have you filed any type of of a, a police report and right. that's how you learned about me because you yeah. read the report oh, yeah. but it really legitimized and also it helped me because at some point when i was in you know the depths of my shame or just you know my disbelief i would say this was and this was something tom told me this is a crime bob you are a victim of a crime that's right you don't go to the cops if there's not a crime that's right. right so um that helped also spur me on to keep me focused and to not you know dissolve into poor me right. and i'm so ashamed yeah that's great now <laughs> since all this has happened has this person tried to contact you in any other way from another phone number not that I know of, but the insurance agent and some of the bankers said, you will be called a lot more now. That's right. Because you have given money to somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, so we did get calls that somebody was that somebody was trying to use my Amazon account to mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I changed my passwords on any place that I ever bought anything to where I had anything. I changed every online password I had. Mm-hmm. So um, so there was that. We got a couple of those. Um, but I don't answer my phone if I don't know the number. Oh, yeah. It took me a while to get to you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I know I knew that's what was going on. I just had to wait. I had to wait it out. Okay. Maybe she'll listen to that message one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That is all good. I, I think um whoever the Walmart employee was, I mean, yeah. they're learning and they know it. They they're teaching yeah. their people that. And mm-hmm. if you don't listen, you're bound to become a victim. And uh yeah. whoever that lady that you met in the in the uh, store buying the GameStop, yeah. I mean, yeah, unbelievable that they're putting their place that they were. And then the Myers, uh, you went to Myers, and then the, the, your mm-hmm. credit card company stopped it because they knew that wasn't you. I mean, yeah, people are put in place to help us, you know. Well, and, uh, I would also say Tom and I just kind, just kind of um, um, analyzed mm-hmm. what went, what would be helpful to somebody else, right? And as he said, no one calls you to tell you've been hacked. You call someone else to get help if you think you've been hacked. There you go. Also, no one ever asks for your bank account numbers. Mm -hmm. If a bank calls you, they already have your number and they don't have to ask for it. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever needs, should need to ask for any account number. If they need to ask for it, they are not helping you. Um, if and also if you're on one of these calls and you're suspicious hang up or just put the phone down 
and walk around for a bit, but talk to somebody else if you have a husband there, if you have a friend there. Mm -hmm. Put the phone down or hang up and call somebody and say, this is happening, what should I do? They will not be terrorized. They may hear your terror, but they will tell you, this is wrong. So mm-hmm. get some space right away between you and the caller. As soon as you think you're getting afraid, stop and think about it. Mm-hmm. Also, um, if you are scammed, do damage control as soon as possible. So, you know, stop the cards, stop anybody being able to access your bank account, bank account. And then, you know, forgive yourself because... <laughs> You're not the only one who's getting scammed. Right. Otherwise, they wouldn't be making the millions. And if you forgive yourself, you could move forward right. with a much clearer mind. And, you know, use your faith to forgive yourself because oh, yeah. that's part of what well, obviously I'm a person of faith. Right. Right. Um, and then tell your story to help others. Oh Don't goodness. let this be a vacuum thing. Try to help others, and that then makes maybe some good out of out of a really, really yucky thing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Barb, I'm telling you, this has been unreal. I, I appreciate <laughs> you, you taking my call. I appreciate you doing this. You may as well just teach a class on this, okay? I mean, oh, I don't want is, to, but I'm happy to share it. <laughs> oh man, this is this is really good. What you have done is above and beyond what I thought was going to happen when I when I spoke with you, and uh, you have come through this a stronger and better person. And I'm so happy that you were willing to share your story, man. <laughs> Thank your husband. Make sure you thank your husband, too. Oh, I have many times. Many times. He he has been amazing. Yeah, so, good. yes. <laughs> Barbara, I appreciate you being with us here today on Police Pod Talk. And I'm sure I'm going to get a whole lot of emails on this one and uh, probably <laughs> wanting you back to answer some of the questions. But thank you very much for your story. Thank you for the ending there. I mean, you said everything that needed to be said. Oh, well, I'm happy to do it, and thank you for your good work. All righty. All right, folks, we'll catch you again next week on Police Pod Talk, and Barbara, thank you very much. (laughs) Okay, goodbye. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Remember, you can always go to policepodtalk at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at Cleveland Junior or Police Pod Talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.